Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Today we are going to talk about an important topic in marriage, and I want you to tune in and listen. It's really, really good. Hey everyone, welcome to What's Up with Pastor Chuck. Super excited to be back with you. And uh, I wanna let you know that right now my wife's Pam's here. We're doing all of this month on marriage and we'll be talking about marriage. Fred is also with us and uh, we're really excited about that. Uh, Tracy's not here because she right now is one of the main speakers at a conference in in Nairobi, Kenya. Uh, I think it's Nairobi anyway. But no matter what, she is one of the main speakers. Lisa Mitchison, who's on our staff, is one of the main speakers. And Missy... Uh, Robbins, who's also on our staff, one of the speakers, along with a bunch of others. And so I'm excited to know that we actually now at uh, Crossroads have three international speakers yes, on we staff. Do. Yay. <laughs> yeah, kind of cool, huh? <laughs> so uh, we've been praying for them all day and for how God will use them there yeah. in a pretty incredible way. But we want to talk to you about marriage again. And so if you have caught some of the podcasts, I want to remind you about this. But if you haven't, I'd like you to know about this. You can go catch the other podcasts. But um, there are four principles or four foundational truths that um, marriage needs to be built on. Now, God established these all the way back in Genesis chapter 2 in the very, very beginning because these are the way that God caused us to be able to relate together, to have not just good, but great marriages. Uh, Marriages that are uh, uh, literally experiencing God's wonder uh, as they begin to live those out. So it's in Genesis chapter 2, verses 24 and 25. It says, this explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife, and the two are united as one. Now the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. So the first principle we talked about is that you have to be willing to leave behind uh, your former family, which is the, also includes leaving the baggage behind and starting new a new relationship together. That's number one, the leaving. Number two is using the old King James word, the cleaving. They leave and cleave. And it says the man and his wife are joined together. In other words, they make a commitment never ever to separate except in the case of death. And so uh, that's the next thing that you say, you know what, our marriage is a covenant before God and we are committed to stay together in good times and in bad, joy and sorrow, sickness and in health, uh, till death or the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, And so that's the second one. The third one is uh, the idea of sexual intimacy. They're joined together. Uh, And so we talked about that the last podcast, which I'm understanding had huge listenership. (laughs) And you can go back and listen to that one if you want to. Uh, And so Pam loved doing that one. (laughs) Yeah, my favorite. (laughs) Yeah. Then, you ready? Verse 25 says, Now the man and his wife were both naked and they felt no shame. Now, of course, my family is all from the South, and it's called naked, not naked, (laughs) but um, same word. Uh, The interesting thing, this verse isn't about sexual intimacy. This is about being totally open, totally honest, uh, nothing held back, and here's the key, never feeling ashamed, Uh, never feeling ashamed, and shame is huge on wrecking relationships and keeping people back, and Uh, it's incredibly freeing if you're in a relationship with somebody and you just can be yourself and you're not going to be ashamed. Right, Pam? Amen. I'm so thankful for that, that verse, how it says it too, just because I'm so free to be who I am, who God created me to be with you. It's just, it's so freeing, honestly. Yeah. And I don't think you've ever felt I'm embarrassed of you. Oh no, never. Or you of me, I hope. (laughs) 
No, that's, uh, that's what I just said. I'm not embarrassed. Yet. <laughs> I think you just said the same thing twice. And I I'm not embarrassed. Did. And I'm not ashamed you did that. <laughs> no, no. But you know what is uh, one of the things I've shared, and Pam knows this, is that uh, when I weighed 270 pounds, uh, Pam treated me the same and loved me the same as when I was 175 pounds. Uh, and it just didn't make a difference. And you know what? I never felt like gosh, you know, I had to be ashamed of how I looked in front of Pam. Uh, I'll be honest, other people I am, there's times I'm walking around thinking, gosh, I can't believe I look like this. I don't know, anybody else do this? Do you ever catch a, a, your, a, your reflection in a window or, and you go, no, no, I didn't know I looked like that, you know? And you know what, though? I've never felt that way around you. I can just be me. You know, you're the one person more than any. I can just walk in and be me. Amen. And I feel the same with you. Because um, I'm not the skinny little bride I used to be. <laughs> but you treat me like I am. Well, yeah, yeah. Good. And I'm glad about that. I really am. And um, I, by the way, I do want to say, because it really is true, I think you're the most beautiful woman in the world today. Uh, you were when I met you, what you are now. Um, but I would say this, uh, you know, I'm not dishonest in saying that, I, you know, I know that you've aged. I know that we've changed, uh, but that ha I think you've enhanced the beauty of that because I know you're inside and outside both. Yeah, I'm glad to not be so young anymore, too. <laughs> yeah, so all you guys who are young, guess what? If the Lord tarries, it's worth waiting for. <laughs> Amen. But see, I think the other key, though, is over the years, I mean, you know me. There's no hidden part of my life. Um, there's bad things inside me still or things I do I wished I didn't do, and I act ways I've acted, but you know what? I've never felt ashamed to, to be me. I, and I think that frees me to try to grow to be somebody better sometimes. Yeah, I think that helps. Um, but I love you just the way you are, and I see God in you. And I love that you even hear me, you listen to me, and it's just, it's so freeing to be able to talk freely with each other about anything. Yeah, and I think that's true too. Uh, it's kind of interesting the ride that God has taken Pam and I on. Um, from the very beginning of our days of ministry, we just saw revival happen and growth occur. We were in a little tiny church where the youth group grew as almost as big as the church. And then we went to another church and the same thing happened again and, and went to another church and all of a sudden it exploded again and another one. And it just seemed like everywhere we went, we had this success after success after success. Uh, even when I was the senior pastor of CCV, the church you know doubled in size and we had incredible success. Uh, when we got to Crossroads initially, we had success. We had some battles to fight um, that the church was willing to work through with us, uh, trying to get to a better place, and we did. And then a few years ago, we hit um, probably the first time in my ministry, a very real time of failure. Um, it, just so you know, uh, too often uh, pastor's self-image is built on the number of attendance, and we didn't just lose hundreds, we lost thousands of people. And um, it was a dark season in my life. Uh, I was not a success. Uh, I praise God for some friends of mine who are in ministry that still treated me the same. But I really, really praise God that I could go home at night after another failure and another failure and another failure. And the one thing I didn't feel was shame with you. I, I was able to sit with you knowing you're on my side, knowing you believed in me when things didn't look good totally believed in you. I know God has his hand on you. Had it then, has it today. Yeah. And so um, I think the thing I'm saying, though, that I loved is I didn't have to go home and hide anything. Amen. Um, not that I felt like I was being fake, but there were lots of times I'd walk up to preach and I didn't feel like it. 
Um, you know, I would stand there looking out at um, seats now that were uh, emptier than they had been. Uh, and um, I thought, okay, you know what? I, the church doesn't need to know my problems at this moment. I'm going to dig deep and give it everything I have and preach every bit of passion I could and preach things about God that at the time sometimes I didn't feel, but I knew were true. Um, and you knew I was doing that. Yeah, I did. And yet when I got home, I could sit there and say, man, I don't know if it's over or not. You know? <laughs> yeah, I remember that season. That was, a, that was a long season, it felt like. You know what's weird is um, I had some people say, well, you know, when you get on the other side, it won't seem like it was that long. No, it was a long <laughs> one. It was really it long. It was long. <laughs> yeah. No, we're on the other side, praise God. Uh, but, um, and we are. Matter of fact, I want to say that Crossroads today, I love this church. And, yeah. it's, and I think we're a better church than we've ever been because we went through that together. I agree. I agree. And I become a better man because of what I went through. I agree. Yeah. But you know what? You had to pay the price for my uh, mistakes and my failures. And you know what? You never made me pay for it. That's what's interesting. Oh, I never even occurred to me to even think to do that. I, I just love you. And I just, I trust you, completely trust you. Well, I, and I love that. So now beyond taking this from Pam and I, I want to talk to some of you couples out there. Are you making your spouse pay? Um, when they made a mistake, let's say it's uh, wives, you're a wife and your husband has, has thought, man, I know this is going to work. I'm going to try this. I'm going to give it everything I've got. And it fails completely. Uh, are you the one who picks him up or are you the one who makes him feel more shame? Because God says the foundational principle is you can be together and not be ashamed. Uh, and so if you're a wife, never make your husband pay the price for making a, uh, taking a risky step or, or I would even say this. What if he takes a foolish one? Uh, you, yeah. The one person who should not make him pay is his wife. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah, and I'd say the same for husbands. Husbands, you know what, you got to, you know, not do that to your wives. Uh, you you got to understand that she may not be perfect in the moment. Uh, matter of fact, she may, uh, and I've had some, some guys sad to say, go, oh, I can't believe, you know, what she said, and they're so embarrassed. And, um, and you know what, somehow, you know, you got to be honest with your wife, but you don't want to be embarrassed of her. You don't want to be ashamed of her. And you don't want to make her feel shame for who she is. Um, and so what I want to ask you is, is, are there some husbands out there that you're trying to make your wife pay for something? Uh, because I think what happens too often is we decide we're just going to make people pay, uh, pay for their mistakes, pay for not um, looking a certain way, pay for, uh, um, you know, uh, not acting a certain way. And the truth of the matter is, is that's a horrible, that's not even a relationship. Uh, that's, that would be bondage. That would be prison. And, uh, it, and when you don't do that, there's freedom. So much freedom. So much freedom. Yeah. So here's what I'd say. Uh, kind of some homework on this one is this. Uh, why don't you go get, if you're, you're married, go get with the person you're married to and, and just begin to say, hey, I really want you to know I love you and I want you to be you and I know you're not perfect and I'm not perfect. And, and you know what? I, I'm just going to be a person who's going to have loose hands and, and, and not ever hold on to anything against you. And I just want to make that commitment. And and you know what? And, and you share that. Both of you share that together and then pray about it and say, Lord, we really want that kind of a marriage. We want the freedom to be ourselves, the freedom to admit who we are. Now, by the way, there might be something that you need to tell your spouse they honestly don't know. Uh, and so what you might want to do is prepare them for that, brace them for that, and say, you know what? Let's work through it together. Uh, some of those things you might need counseling with. And, and by the way, counseling is wonderful to, uh, to guide you through that together. Uh, but you know what? This last one's huge. 
huge. Just be in a relationship. Make sure your relationship's one where you can be you. Amen. Encourage each other to be the person God created them to be. Yep. So Tracy's not with us to do the outro. Um, and so what I'm going to do right now is that. Uh, we would love to have you guys come and listen again. Uh, we also want to remind you at Crossroads that we're beginning a brand new series or in the midst of a brand new series called Get in the Game, where we help you understand what you believe and why you believe it. And uh, Lee Strobel is going to be with us uh, on Wednesday, August 7th. And then on August 11th, uh, we're going to have show Lee's message. But that night at 530, we're going to show the movie The Case for Christ, which I love. Did you love? I love loved it. It's so good. It's super good. And it's one to bring friends to. 5.30 Sunday night, August 11th. And then we have Jay Warner Wallace coming, who is a cold case detective who uses cold case techniques to show the gospel is true. And by the way, he does. It's incredible. So get ready because we're going to be in the game together. So see you guys soon. God bless you. And see you next week. Hear you next week. Bye.